Tim can hear us. We're live. Okay. Free Talk Live, the live 4th of July Independence Day edition of the show. Tim, go to, get in your microphone, please, if you could. Pot up that mic. Right here? Yes. You, can, right. you can hear us. We can hear you. Were, you. were you locked out? What happened, my man? Well, there was a lockout, first of all. And I guess there was an hour trip that I had to make to get up here, but I'm so sorry about that. Wow. Was, what I, was there dead air going out to the affiliates? Uh, yeah, for about a minute there. Then I <sighs> got in there. Sorry, man. Close call. Close call. Glad you made it out. I had to uh, call uh, Ted and everything. I was freaking out over here. Anyway, so sorry. Tim, thank you for coming in on uh, on what is everyone else's day off to run this special Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live, and uh, we're glad you're there. Um, no so thank you for that. Our number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. As you can tell, we are here in the studio doing a Independence Day edition of the program. Now, are, are there a lot of talk show hosts that take Independence Day off? I would think the vast majority of them probably take Independence Day off. I would think so, too. Normally when – I mean, if you've listened to Free Talk Live for a little while, you know that we like to do shows on holidays. And the reason I, I like that is because, well, you know, I, I used to be a hardworking guy. I used to go have a, you know, a couple different jobs I would drive around to, and I, I'd be listening to the radio mm-hmm. on holidays. Um, a lot of people sit around. They have their barbecues, that sort of thing, on a day like this. And there's usually a radio on in the background, so there's a good chance that some there's a large amount of people still listening to the radio, even though it's a holiday. Sure. Why would not, you want to give them a you know a rerun? It may not be prime time, but uh, there's people out there that want to listen to the radio. Yes, exactly. And so I want to provide those people with fresh content as often as I possibly can. And uh, so that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Though normally right. Free Talk I'll, Live wouldn't even be Free Talk Live if it was Free Talk recorded. That's a good point. And it very, very rarely is free talk recorded. Very Very rarely. Uh, So we're here. I mean, we've done Christmas Eve shows. We've done New Year's Eve shows. uh, We've done uh, Turkey Day shows and everything. We've Mm -hmm. We've done them all, I think, at this point. And... Sometimes what I do is I send out these industry updates, Mark. See, I've got hundreds of program directors around the country, radio program directors that are, you know, kind of subscribed to our little industry list where we send out news that's related to the business, right? Mm-hmm. And what I like to do from time to time is when we're going to be on, say, on a Christmas Eve or a Thanksgiving, something like that, something unusual in, in comparison to other talk shows, I'll usually send out an email announcing it to point out that, hey, Unlike most of your syndicated content, Free Talk Live is going to be in the studio giving you live uh, a live program tonight or today or whatever the day is. But I didn't do it for the 4th of July because I just wasn't sure if that was one of those days that other, other talk show hosts really took off. I, oh, absolutely. I thought they might, but I just wasn't sure. With a holiday, there's no doubt. I mean, with a you know religious kind of holiday, there's no doubt about that. But, but I wasn't sure about the 4th and of July. Even if it isn't, every host, a lot of hosts have taken off today, so... It's still just as relevant. So, um, gosh, we've got stuff to talk about here. Uh, And, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Everything, uh, well, I I tried to to call as much Independence Day-related prep as I possibly could. And, of course, we should probably start things off with the fireworks prohibition. Because that's one of the, it's one of the most telling examples of how unindependent we have become in this country. How America doesn't resemble anything as far as its level of freedom is concerned. 
as it once did today. It doesn't resemble anything today as it once did. And uh, Massachusetts and other states and other localities around the country are a perfect example of this. This from the Berkshire Eagle. North Adams wannabe Independence Day pyromaniacs take heed. It's illegal to buy, possess, or sell, or even ignite fireworks in Massachusetts, period. So buy, sell, they're trying to cover every base here. That's right. If you are in possession or um, anything in regards to fireworks, you are breaking the law in Massachusetts. And yes, that does include those so-called harmless sparklers, and so begins a uh, a nice little hit piece here on fireworks. As it turns out, sparklers? they're not harmless at all, according to Jennifer Meath, the spokes bureaucrat for the state's fire marshal's office. Sparklers burn at a blistering 1,800 degrees. Well, and it's are- not like you're sticking them in your mouth or your ears <laughs> or anything. I mean, you're just holding them out there. Right. I, I went through my childhood let- lighting off sparklers. It was the one thing I was allowed to light off when I was little. Right. And now they can't even have those in the entire state. An adult Wait, you can't mean, use a sparkler in Massachusetts? You didn't take the sparkler and just hold it on your arm? Yeah, like, like as it was some kind of chicken. I don't know. Right. When I remember, I remember when I was a kid how I felt about sparklers when I was real little. I, I was in awe of them because they were so cool. You know, it's dark out. You can wave yeah. them around and make the patterns and everything. Uh, but at the same time, I was kind of frightened of them because they were hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you tell, could tell they, they were hot. hot. Sure. Um, and I knew by that, by the time I had a sparkler in my hand, I knew that hot was bad. Right. Now, they didn't produce a lot of heat like you would expect something that's 1,800 degrees to produce a great deal of heat. But if you got really close, you can tell they're hot. Yes, exactly. So I don't think there's really that much of a problem. In fact, I don't think this article has the number. But I I had another article that I was looking at, and it said something like 200, oh gosh, it was just a tremendous number of pounds of fireworks that was like 200 billion pounds of fireworks are sold. I don't know if that's the number, but it was tremendous. And if you think about the amount of fireworks that are sold in America and set off in America, and then you look at the very small amount of injuries that happens in regards to those fireworks, they're really being handled pretty safely by the people that use them. But you wouldn't know it from this article, which we'll continue in a moment. When it comes to protecting us from ourselves, it's really kind of annoying. The most dangerous thing that we have in America is automobiles. Would the politicians propose to do away with automobiles? Of course not. It's it. I mean, you know, sparklers make for fun. Well, they could say that. They could argue that's a necessary risk, and sparklers are unnecessary. But we're going to continue. Fun important. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. This is the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves even in this live Independence Day edition. We're actually here doing the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. And those features include updates. You get signed up, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom, smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. 
Now, I learned something that was a little disappointing in regards to New Hampshire today. Uh, or actually, I guess it was yesterday when I was doing some show prep trying to full, uh, pull up 4th of July, Independence Day, rather, related issues. Because we know that in Massachusetts, there's a state law against possessing, selling, even setting off fireworks. Um, I mean, you can't do anything in regards to fireworks in Massachusetts. You can't buy them, etc., etc. In New Hampshire, you can, though there are apparently some towns in New Hampshire that have banned the practice. Really? So that's kind of unfortunate. But generally in New Hampshire, you're free to set off fireworks. It's hard to imagine that they would do such a thing. That uh, I, I guess people are just so scared that somebody might hurt themselves. Yep. Well, of course, as we know, um, kids are going to do what they're going to do. And whether the kids, you know, young kids don't care if fireworks are illegal, they're going to go and set them off anyway. Now, and if they aren't being supervised correctly, then that, in in my opinion, uh, will increase the likelihood that something bad will happen. Obviously, uh, supervision is very important. But it's now, it seems to me that if you're doing something as dangerous as setting off fireworks, if in fact this is a terribly dangerous practice, I set off a bunch of fireworks when I was little, completely unsupervised, and mm-hmm. uh, managed to walk out without ever being hurt. Um, I'm not saying that that happens to everyone. I know that uh, there there are stories of fingers being blown off. I can't imagine that a firecracker would do such a thing, but Either way, um, if it's such a dangerous practice, then wouldn't being distracted from that practice be a bad thing? Like, what do you mean, distracted? Well, distracted by looking out for the cops. If people mm-hmm. are going to do it. All your little laws aren't going to stop people from doing it. Do you really want to distract them? I don't know how distracting it is. I mean, depends on where you're setting off the fireworks, I guess. You never if you're know. in the middle you of hear, a field somewhere, it wouldn't be a hear, big deal. You could hear a snap of a twig, think that it's a police officer after you, and then at that fatal moment... Good point. Uh, that, uh, t- true, uh, and uh, that could very well be a factor. Uh, but let's go. Let's return real quick to a story out of Massachusetts. This basically is a scare article in regards to fireworks. They're trying to obviously a scare people by pointing out that it's illegal in Massachusetts, and secondly, they want to scare people with the whole "well, they could blow you up" sort of argument. Uh, according to the state fire marshal's office, the bureaucrat, that is the spokes bureaucrat, she says sparklers burn at a blistering 1,800 degrees. And, believe it or not, they're the leading cause of fireworks-related emergency room visits. Hmm. Which I find almost unbelievable, but yeah. I suppose maybe that makes sense because they're just so prolific. Maybe be. because everyone gets um, sparklers. Anyway, I- I'd be curious as to exactly what happens with those things. People need to leave the fireworks to the professionals, she said yesterday. No one wants to be in the emergency room on July 4th. Are you rolling your eyes as you read this? Ms. Meath acknowledges that fireworks are an important part of the celebration, but she comes armed with plenty of gory stories of the fun festive fourths gone very, very bad. The bottle rocket that maimed an 18-month-old baby. The kids who burned to death when they played with sparklers in the attic of their summer cottage. She says, I've been working for 23 years at the fire marshal's office, and at this point, all the stories run together. They're all terrible. At a recent press conference, uh, she said, the fire marshal's office used mannequins to demonstrate just how dangerous fireworks can be. A sparkler quickly ignited a mannequin's clothing. A bottle rocket, a common source of injury because they're so unpredictable, and that's true. Those things are pretty darn dangerous, those bottle rockets. But if you get away from them, you're generally all right. (laughs) Every once in a while, they'll chase after you. At a recent press conference, uh, she says, We just wanted to show how quickly things can go wrong when you're playing with fireworks. 
She also said that kids see what grown-ups do and imitate them, and the best way to teach fire safety is to lead by example. The majority of kids being hurt by fireworks are 10 to 14 years old, and children aren't buying them. Adults are. Despite the dangers, they said there's always at least one residence that puts its own illegal fireworks display on, and he recommended that locals stay away from private shows. Well, those people are bad. Yeah. Police apparently have the authority to confiscate the fireworks. What do you think the police do with the fireworks they confiscate? I'll bet they put on their own personal shows. Yeah, I bet they call themselves professionals and then put on their own shows. Uh, Because she says leave it to the professionals, right? Mm -hmm. Police, uh, they also can uh, slap you with a possession charge if you have them, and that could net you a $10 to $100 fine. An individual convicted of the sale of fireworks can be fined up to $1,000, and yes, they may be sentenced to up to a year in jail. A year in jail for letting off fireworks. But that's uh, for selling fireworks. They're selling for, for letting them off, uh, that would be a possession charge, and in that case, you get a $100 fine. Mm. So there you go. So that's Massachusetts, and that's one example of a variety of different laws that have been passed throughout the United States that... Isn't it just a little bit ironic that on a day when you're supposed to be celebrating your independence from tyrannical government, uh, that you're prevented by tyrannical governments from celebrating your independence from tyrannical governments? Seems ironic to me, but apparently the rest of America can let it go. Yeah, it's lost on most of America. Let's uh, let's go to the phones, talk to Kayleen, who's in the oppressed state, or one of them, Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live, Kayleen. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I wanted to say happy Independence Day. Thank Thank you. Thank you. And second, I wanted to say, what a blast it was at Porkfest 07, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. It was good seeing you and uh, and your husband there as well. And uh, so what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Independence Day. Well, first of all, I challenge anybody to uh, read the Declaration of Independence, especially the preamble. It's a good document, much but better than the Constitution. I, I can't remember exactly the wording of it offhand, but... Um, I uh, found an interesting thing today that I'd forgotten. Uh, of course, I had a really crappy U.S. history teacher in high school, but mm-hmm. um, I found out that the uh, uh, Revolutionary War, it le- sorry, Revolutionary War, did actually start in 1775, the year before the Declaration of Independence was even written. Really? Which Didn't I had that? forgotten. So News that's to interesting. Me. Interesting yeah. trivia. Now let's talk today, Kaylee, and let's talk about you and uh, and Matthew and whether or not you have any contraband in your house right now. Uh, actually, we don't. And you don't uh, have anything that goes boom hidden. We away? don't go. Yeah, no, we don't have anything that goes boom. In no, fact, no. it's raining, so uh, if we did, it wouldn't go off anyway. Oh, would you, go off. <laughs> if you did, if you did have uh, fireworks. Would you be more? Would you be less likely to set them off simply because you'd be concerned about being snitched out? Is there a, a snitch problem in Massachusetts when it comes to fireworks? Uh, well, where we live, uh, a lot of people set off fireworks and That's don't good. really give a darn whether they get busted or not. So, if I had some, I probably would set them off, but I don't have any. Excellent. Very good. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What was? Uh, what else did you want to build up to here? What was your point? Uh, oh. Wait a second. I just heard Matthew from the other uh, room saying, we do. Actually, we do. We, I think we have some bottle rockets. Excellent. So maybe we should set them off. You should set one off in the name of Free Talk Live, Kaylee. And kick off the police. Very good. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And then don't pay the fine if you get one. How about that? 
1-800-259-9231. Many, many ironies to talk about here on Independence Day. And, of course, one of the things I love to touch on, my pet peeve on this particular day, is the fact that everyone calls it the 4th of July. Almost everybody calls it that. And that's not the name of the holiday. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on our site, we give them away. And those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both for free, freetalklive.com. How would you like to be in part of a libertarian organization that actually has people elected to the United States Congress? That's the Republican Liberty Caucus. Go to rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Talking about Independence Day and a variety of different stories in relation to that. Uh, and, of course, your thoughts as well. If you want to share those with us, you're welcome to at 800-259-9231 as we go to the phone calls again. Talk to Will in Quebec. You're on Free Talk Live, Will. Hello, Will. Hello. Hey. Hi there. What's on your mind? Well, I... Will? In Quebec, but you put Tom from New Hampshire. Oh, on. it's Tom in New Hampshire. Well, then, hey, Tom, yeah. what's on your mind? We'll take See, you. Because up in up in Canada, they don't have the Fourth of July. They just go straight from the third to the fifth. You see, <laughs> it's cute. So anyway, uh, what I want to point out is, first of all, uh, this is a good night for homeschooling. When you take your kids to watch the fireworks, you can tell them to observe how you see the flash, and then a little bit later you hear the blast because the light travels from that explosion a whole lot faster, almost a million times faster than the sound does. Thank you for the science lesson, Tom. Yes, so so that's a little bit of homeschooling that you get to put in there. And another thing that I want to point out, I went to uh, a website there uh, about this very issue of fireworks safety, uh, and it's called preventblindness.org. And uh, they have a big thing there about uh, fireworks safety. They say the best, uh, the safest thing you can do is not to do your own fireworks, just go to a public fireworks display. And they're right, but uh, it's kind of like the governor of New Jersey going on TV saying, you know, you really should wear your seatbelt, and then, on the other hand, hiring gun-toting goons in bulletproof vests to go running around arresting people. Now, do they, uh, give you know, you, do they give you tips on actually setting off your own fireworks? No, they don't. That's what like, I found uh, funny, because I looked at all the, different, all the different stories I saw from Massachusetts. They, none of them had uh, tips or tricks as to you know, how to stay safe if you are going to set off your own firework. And it sort of reminded me of like abstinence education, basically. Yeah. <laughs> basically, what they're telling people in Massachusetts is, whatever you do, don't touch fireworks. We're not going to get, even, and if you decide to touch fireworks, then it's your risk. We're not going to give you any tips as to how to stay safe. Let me tell you something here, though. Okay, first of all, the fireworks stores should also sell safety glasses so that people can light them. But uh, they say bystanders are the ones that are also getting hurt. But years ago, they had sting operations where the cops were uh, staking out in the parking lots of fireworks stores in New Hampshire, and then they'd radio back. 
to the cops, and once you're pulled back into Massachusetts... They pull you over. They, they pull you over and arrest you for unlawful possession of fireworks in Massachusetts. Believe it or not, they actually, in the news, they claimed that they weren't doing that anymore. They, uh, the government in, in Massachusetts claims they're no longer doing sting operations on New Hampshire fireworks stores. And that's kind of good news, if you believe their claims, I suppose. Tom, thanks for the call. Well, we appreciate yeah, hearing well, from you. You know... They worry about people getting hurt, and I understand that, but this life thing, it's a dangerous operation. Sure. The only way you're going to get out of this life is by dying, and you're likely to get hurt, injured, and maimed by life in general. So that's what life is. It's, it's in part being hurt and dying. So I don't understand what exactly they're trying to stop here. Are they trying to stop people from dying? Because they're going to. Are they trying to stop people from getting hurt? Because they're going to. It would seem to me that if you're interested in truly helping people prevent injuries, that you should understand that Massachusetts residents and whatever other states have banned this. I don't know if full states have, if it's just localities or what. I think I, I saw something about Virginia being pretty restrictive in that they only allow sparklers or something there. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of states. I th believe Florida at one point was that way with the uh, sparklers. But I grew up, we had 10 acres and... We'd get uh, fireworks. I can't remember. Whenever we'd, we'd go to Indiana and we'd stop off in some state or another that had fireworks, we'd buy a bunch of them, and then I'd just set off explosives by myself unsupervised at it my seems, family farm. It seems clear that the state, as much as it likes to position itself as though it cares about you, it doesn't care because it doesn't want to give people information on how to stay safe with fireworks. And it, it's not very difficult, but some people don't know. Some people are going to go out there, they're going to light off the fireworks, and they're going to be unsafe about it. They may not know about how to handle duds. They may not know about some of the you know, the basics of fireworks handling. And if you just give that information out, then those who are going to break the law at least will be a little bit less likely to end up in a hospital room at the end of the day. But they don't care about you. They just care about arresting people. That's what it's all about for them. 800-259-9231. Let's try Will in Quebec again. Will, you're back on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Will. Hey. Hi. Um, I had a question. Like, I've listened to you guys a lot talk about greed, and I'm really fascinated by the way you guys talk about greed as being something that's a positive thing as opposed to a negative. Mm -hmm. And I talk to a lot of friends around here about libertarian ideals, but they always turn it around to be that if greed is left unechecked, that ironically that'll somehow lead to something terrible. Oh, I agree. Cares. No, no. I want to make it very clear. Gr unchecked greed is a dangerous thing. The mm -hmm. good thing is, in the free marketplace, greed is always in check, because there's always somebody around the corner ready to compete with you when you get too greedy. That's a fact. And the only time greed can be, can be unchecked is with a government around to ensure that an individual or company has a monopoly in his marketplace. That's, well, I, I, that's when greed's dangerous. I actually wanted to ask you guys kind of a personal question, like both to uh, both you, like Ian and Mark. Well, um, just one second. I want to um, yeah. rebut the greed thing. Um, if greed is such a terrible, terrible thing, and if left unchecked, it will consume the earth in, of its, uh, in its own fire, then why in the world would we give a monopoly on uh, force and power to an organization like the government? Isn't the government staffed by people? Aren't those people just as likely to be greedy as anybody else? And they have no one to check them. Mm. Yeah. Inside I, the marketplace, Walmart's greed is checked by Target's greed and Kmart's greed and those yep. other places. Exactly. And, and also it's checked by the consumers as well. Because and the checked by the employees. Yeah. Well, the because main question I wanted to ask both of you guys is, um, like, do you think that there, if some 
complete socialist came into a ton of money. Some billionaire had a ton of money. And do, do you think that there's some price that he could offer you guys to either walk away from Free Talk Live or to change your position to promote socialism oh. for the right price? Uh, no. No? Uh, like there's I, no amount of money that you could be offered to no, do that? of course not. Um, because my my mission in life is to spread you know spread the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. I mean, why would I want to corrupt that just to have a you know a nice comfortable house to live in? I already have a house to live in, and I'm pretty darn comfortable as is. So I can't see that that would be any temptation to me whatsoever. I totally believe Ian when he says that that absolutely nothing could make him walk away. This is his life, and it's, he's happy with it. Um, I, I I've seen him turn down money for uh, to see Free Talk Live go get bought by other uh, larger organizations, and therefore the intellectual property would be Well, now, owned. the offer wasn't actually made, but it was just sort but of But I know you theory. turned it down. Yeah, they asked me if I would be interested. Right. That's and, all. And you, returned, and you said no. That's right. Um, don't even want to explore it. I don't, want you, I don't want your offers. I want to be in control of this show. That's it. But if somebody offered me $10 million to go live in Costa Rica and never be on Free Talk Live again, I'd have to think about it. So there you so go. I guess the answer is that there's more to greed than just money. Well, I mean, there's more to life than just greed. Um, yeah. And I mean, some people. I, I think that most people understand that. And I, I think I think the people that you're talking to, the more socialist-minded ones, they they do have the belief that there are certain people who aren't subject to greed, and that those are the ones that are in government. But I think Mark is absolutely right. When you've got positions of power, inevitably the most greedy, the most dangerous individuals are uh, are attracted to that. Whereas in the marketplace with open competition, then everyone's greed is kept in check by everybody else. It's really brilliant how it works out. Any other All right, thoughts? Well, you answered my question. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. Will. Great appreciate show. the call. Let's go to Al, listening on WPLM in Cape Cod. Al, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I was wondering, are there any states that still allow you to buy M80s or uh, cherry bombs? Actually, uh, as I understand it, and this is just from reading an article today, M80s are banned on a federal level. So that's your answer. Al, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Al calling in from the oppressed state of Massachusetts. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, we're going to talk about flag desecration. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves on this, the live Independence Day edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. And, by the way, we do ask that you voluntarily support the show because we give you everything on our website for free. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts that just want to take a bunch of time off and then charge you for their websites, we do every, uh, pretty much every show every single night. We don't take time off for, uh, for holidays, and we don't charge you for our website. So if you like what we're doing on the show, then an easy way to support us is to go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. And when you go there and you shop in their 41 categories of products and you check out, Feel good, because a percentage of your purchase is going to Free Talk Live. You're going to need to do that shopping anyway. 41 categories, from groceries, which is one of their newer categories, all the way to their huge selection of books. I mean, they've got it all. Big items, little items, and everything in between. And Free Talk Live gets a cut of anything you check out. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So, uh, coming up, I think in hour two, we're going to talk about some just asinine American flag-related laws. One of them about desecration, the other one about where they're made. We'll get to that. But first, um, we just talked to Al a few moments ago from Cape Cod, 
and he was curious about the status of M80s as to whether or not there was any place in America where they were legal. And from what I understand, that's absolutely not the case. The federal government has put a ban on M80s. And you got a little bit more information. Yeah, um, this is from fireworksland.com. And I think people ask themselves these questions about M80s enough that we should go over it briefly. Okay. Um, it says here, M80s are illegal in the United States. Don't. This is written by a guy who runs a firework, fireworks website. So he's distancing himself from illegal fireworks because he doesn't want his fireworks to be illegal. Gotcha. So anyway. Um, don't make them, don't buy them, or use them. That's all you really need to know. Firecrackers sold in, um, to the public in the U.S. can only have 50 milligrams of or less of pyrotechnic composition per firecracker. A true M80 contains much more than 50 milligrams hmm. and is therefore illegal. Is it really worth it if the possible consequences, losing a finger or your hearing, losing your girlfriend because she doesn't like M80s? I can't imagine too many relationships have been broken up over M80s, <laughs> but yeah, it could happen, I suppose. Paying a fine or... Spending time behind bars. If your relationship breaks up over M80s, was it meant to be? I think, you were, I think you'd be losing the girl in that case because you hadn't quite grown up enough. I suppose. I think that'd be the issue. Or maybe she hasn't grown up enough to be able mm. to handle M80s. Outweigh the brief instance of fun of the loud bang. If you have the desire to win the war in your neighborhood by being the one who set off the loudest bang of the night, or if you feel there's some kind of status <laughs> or macho glamour in possessing a real M80... Then everyone else, when everyone else has ordinary firecrackers, well, all of these will wear off quickly when you're sitting for hours in a courtroom later on. Mm. I'd have to agree that with what he's saying there, but um, you know, at the same time, I think that M80s should be legal. Um, it's there's endless confusion over the terms M80, cherry bomb, in the United States. Uh, I he writes this in the first person. Recently heard from a uh, high school principal in Illinois about two students that were caught in, in his school with M88s and M90 firecrackers but that they were legal kind sold in fireworks stores. The local law enforcement was trying to tell the principal that these um, were more powerful than M80s, which is not true. Not true. The M88 and M90 firecrackers sold in stores are ordinarily legal 50-milligram firecrackers mm-hmm. with only about one-fiftieth of the amount of powder. But still, I mean, that's something that's going to be prohibited from school campus anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also read... And uh, it should be. Yeah, <laughs> probably not a good thing to have in there. Right. I've also read or heard about statements comparing M80s to a quarter stick of dynamite or similar exaggerations. Wrong. To begin with, a quarter stick of dynamite has 35 grams of pyrotechnic content. While that's a, it? That's what it says. Uh, while a true M80 has just under 3 grams. Let me get it, go a little farther. But I thought he said the M80 had more than 50 grams. Am I he, he mixing up that. my terms? I thought uh, he said that earlier. 50 milligrams for a firecracker. Oh, okay, okay. 3 grams versus 3. Oh, that's a big difference. Okay. Yes, okay. Just under 3 grams for a uh, M80. So even if it... It had the same chemical composition, an M80 would have less than 10% of the uh, power of a quarter stick of dynamite. But the composition in dynamite, which varies widely, is a high explosive, while the chemical composition of an M80, so-called flash powder, is a low explosive, Got it. at least from a scientific standpoint. So, really, there's no legitimate way to compare an M80 with a quarter stick of dynamite. Right, M80, maybe take off your hand, a quarter stick of dynamite going to blow your whole self up, basically. It says that uh, real M80s and cherry bombs are illegal in the United States and have been illegal in the U.S. since the year 1966. I I don't know what I was playing with, but they seem big and loud. (laughs) The uh, reason that they're illegal is because the U.S. Congress passed a law in 1966 called the Child Protection Act. Who Who could vote against the Child Protection Act? 
which specifically made them illegal. It is illegal to sell, possess, or use them anywhere in the United States jurisdiction. Mm. The punishment for selling, possessing, or using actual M80s or cherry bombs within the U.S. can be severe. The potential fun or entertainment value that you might think you would get from using one of these devices is definitely not worth the risk of substantial fines or even imprisonment. Can you imagine? What are you in for? Setting off fireworks. Yeah, a 10-year-old? Are they going to really imprison a 10-year-old or 14-year-old or something like that for setting off an M80? Yeah. Um, the Apparently other, they are. He says another reason you should stay away from them is because they're totally unregulated and that they're. Oh no! Right. Well, but but you see, is there is, a board of fireworks approval? No, they're unregulated because. No, but but is there some sort of regulating agency for fireworks? <laughs> I don't know that there is. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. But he's making all the arguments for a black market or against a black market in general. They're unregulated. Why? Because they're illegal. They're illegal. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. A true bona fide M80 is a firecracker designed for military use as a gunfire simulator. One specification calls for a tube that is 1.5 inches long, um, 9 16th of an inch in diameter, and a fuse coming out of the side rather than the end, and containing 45 grains of a specific pyrotechnic composition. A grain is a unit of measurement equal to 64, almost 65 milligrams. So a lot of detail. A true M80 contains about... <laughs> Uh, More than you ever wanted to know three, about three grams days. of uh, specific stuff. Well, he says this is the long version. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so it's a fire. It's essentially gunfire simulator from the military. A true cherry bomb is a relatively spherical firecracker. Yeah, I don't know much about cherry bombs. I've I've read about them, um, but I've never actually come across anything that I've I'd... seen. A, a, what they called a cherry bomb, but it did not have the diameter that he's talking about mm-hmm. here. Um, it was probably a firecracker in the shape of a, a sphere, and. The M80. Is it the cherry I, bombs that can burn underwater? Can ignite underwater? I, I, I can tell you people, the M80s could. Really? Okay, because I've heard I've heard story. The only thing I've ever heard about cherry bombs, and it must be because they're banned and you just don't come across them. But the only thing I've ever heard is that you drop them down toilets in your school, mm. and then you blow up the pipes. Yeah, that's a bad thing. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying that's what I've heard that people do with cherry bombs. Well, I've uh, taken the M80s, and we had a little self-dug pond in our. Um, farm that i grew up on just a hole filled with water yeah um it watched the water go boom yeah i would throw it in and they would sink boom yeah it was exciting stuff after about three of them you're done. <laughs> yeah <laughs> a true cherry bomb is a relatively spherical firecracker typically three quarters of an inch in diameter with an outer coating of sawdust bound with uh, sodium siliconate and dyed red they're not as powerful as a true M80. Both M80s and cherry bombs are illegal in the United States. Yes, we yes, got that yes, part. we got it. <laughs> <laughs> it contains. Um, it cannot. It, they have cherry bombs now, and they cannot contain more than 50 milligrams. Hmm. Up until 1966, large firecrackers such as the M80s and cherry bombs were legal in the United States, and anyone could buy them and shoot them off. If you look at old fireworks catalogs from the 1930s and 40s, you will see that even large firecrackers advertised all of them perfectly legal at the time. But that all ended in 1966. The Child Protection Act passed by the U.S. Congress in 1966... Is he repeating himself? ...specifically banned these devices. In 1976, the federal regulations were written specifically um, a limit of 50 milligrams of pyrotechnic composition. So the federal government has in, been infringing on people's fun for the long, uh, for a very, very long time. Yep. Can't let anybody have any fun. Which, by the way, I never really understood as a young person what the appeal of the M80 was. Now, I, I don't think I actually came across an M80, but they sell those things that look like them, right? They sell the M90s, and they mention that in the article. Mm-hmm. They, they are in the cylindrical tube with the, the wick coming out the side mm-hmm. instead of the top, that sort of thing. And 
I, I was uh, I grew up and, and spent a lot of time around uh, crackhead Bill. He used to appear on the show from time to time, and he's really into not really a crackhead, but he was a pyromaniac for sure, and he loved setting off fireworks. So I've been around a number of fireworks that have been that have been set off. I mean, him and his family would go and they'd spend a thousand dollars. They'd spend a thousand dollars on fireworks for uh, for Independence Day. I mean, that's just a tremendous amount of money, and. I, I never really understood the appeal of the M80. It seems to me to be just nothing more than a destructive device. That's what an M80 is for. You put it in mailboxes and that sort of thing. You blow. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying that's what people do with them. But it, but as far as actual pyrotechnic, uh, the pyrotechnic ability of these things, there's not really anything going on there. There's nothing pretty to look at. There's nothing awe-inspiring or beautiful about an M80. It just goes boom. That's all it does. And if you like things that go boom, then why not get a bunch of black cats? Then you got a bunch of booms instead of just one. I've ne- I never really understood the draw on an M80. Well, you know, uh, people are going to want different things. I understand that people want something that goes boom. I think that it's, it's nice to have a variety of different kinds of uh, pyrotechnics in your little display, and I think that an M80 would be a nice augment to that. But you can't use M80s at nighttime. I mean, it's not even a—it's not even a firework. It's just a bomb. It doesn't. That's necessi- all it is. It, did I say nighttime? It oh, okay. Be nighttime. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The little Chinese tanks are more fun than M80s are. You can take control of the airwaves. I like the big bottle round. Hour two Roman is candles. on the way. We'll talk flags. We'll continue talking Independence Day, and you can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the live Independence Day edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The number for you to take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. And yes, we are live, and it is Independence Day. No BS, no pre-recording, none of that stuff. Uh, we just want to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. Of course, Independence Day is going to be sort of the theme tonight, and uh, the freedoms we once had, the freedoms we should have in the future, those that have been lost, um, etc., etc. We'll get to that. We'll talk about some flag issues as well, since the whole nationalism thing is tied into Independence Day pretty uh, pretty closely. And then, of course, I'll inevitably rant about how I hate that people call it the 4th of July. Pet peeve of mine. But first we go to the phones, to Jim in Second Life on the Amplifier Line. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Going great. What's on your mind? Uh, not much. I used to live in California for a long time, and uh, it was almost pretty much banned. Uh, any good firework was banned across the entire state. You know, the the uh, mortars and stuff like that, unless you had a license. Yeah, but they still let you have sparklers, right? Uh, certain counties. Now, I lived in Riverside County, and that was it was banned. But Total one, ban. Yeah, but wow. one county north, you can go get the little cheap, fi- uh, you know, the little fountains and the little piccolo peeps or whatever. So you had two choices. You can go... You know, just a couple miles up the road to uh, San Bernardino and get the, you know, the really crappy fireworks. Or you can take a trip to Mexico and get the really good kind. <laughs> now, now, they didn't have, you know, a big selection in Mexico because they don't have, you know, a big demand for fireworks like we do as they have here. So mm-hmm. you can get, like, bottle rockets and M80s and M100s. Now, the M100s, um, I don't know how what the wording is that they're, they're talking about, but the M100s that I'm familiar with were twice as big as the M80s. And wow. these things were huge 
And uh, my friends would go down there and get them all the time, and they'd set them off in the in the front yard. And I mean, no one ever really got caught. Uh, I don't know. It was a big joke almost. Well, that's good to know. Um, there have been people that have gotten caught. In fact, when I was um, at my friend's house one year, they were, they were setting off the grand finale, uh, the grand finale, and it was just this huge brick that just shot up, uh, different, uh, exploding fireworks way up into the air. It was very, very impressive. And as the thing was going off, this thing takes like you know ten minutes to shoot off. It's a huge firework. Uh, as the thing was going off, this squad car rolls right up the street. And parks and just sits right in front of this thing as it's going off, and we thought, oh man, we're done for. Um, and the cop was really cool in this particular case. He rolled down his window and he said, "Just make sure you clean up when you're done." And he moved on. So I, I think that's the best advice for people setting off fireworks: is look, if you're leaving your fireworks about on the street or wherever you're letting um, leaving them, that's littering, and it's only going to cause people to be uh, polarize against you because. For me, that's the worst part about fireworks is when people leave the, uh, the, the 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 cardboard fountain things just in the middle of the road. It's littering. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you've got the factor of what about the flying w- fireworks? You know, they're going to come that down. That is somewhere. difficult. You try to pick up the ones you can pick up, and and I think that people understand that flying fireworks are definitely it's very difficult to. Uh, pick up after yourself with it when it comes to those. Yeah. I, I think that's just something where everybody just sort of picks up their own property after the after Independence Day is over, and that's just something they understand happens. Um, Jim, you any, any other thoughts for us? Um, nope. Any, are there any fireworks displays going on in Second Life tonight? Uh, actually, we're going to be having one uh, at the Black Sun in Hayek. If uh, you want to get in contact with me, you can go ahead and contact me at Jim Shack. That's my Second Life name, S-C-H-A-C-K. Um, and I'll go ahead and let you know where to go. Well, people are always hanging out in the Gimme Liberty bar, which people can access at gimmeliberty.org. And, Jim, thanks for the call. We appreciate right. it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. So uh, it is, of course, Independence Day. And inevitably, when I'm around the Internet looking for show prep on this particular day, I come across story after story after story that represents it as being the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July! Here's what's going on on this 4th of July. 4th of July this, 4th of July that. And yes, while the day on the calendar is indeed the 4th of July, that's not the name of the holiday. And we seem to have forgotten, and when I say we, I mean most Americans seem to have forgotten that. And they, in most of the, uh, the, the reporters and the politicians... Either they've forgotten it themselves, or they're making a concerted effort to not call it Independence Day. I really wonder if there's not some sort of uh, conspiracy going on here to help Americans forget the fact that they were once an independent, proud, free people. And now that's just not the case, so maybe it's just disingenuous and dishonest to label it Independence Day. Maybe if we label it Independence Day, a couple of Americans might get it through their heads that, hey, what's independence? What's that mean? Let me go look that up. Independence. Hmm. Well, Sounds like something I might want in my life. <laughs> Let's keep the Americans in the dark and call it's it the 4th exactly, of July. It's not exactly Freedom Day, though. I mean, we're not celebrating freedom and liberty. We're celebrating our independence, declaring our independence from Great Britain. 
England. Right, but the reason the independence was declared was because of all sorts of tyrannical things. I mean, you could go and look at the Declaration of Independence, and they, you know, they outline all of these very legitimate grievances that the uh, the people back then had with the British. Many people did. They had with the British government, and a lot of those grievances are chump change compared to what's going on today. A lot of the things that went on back then, I mean, they had a revolution over 1% tax. Now we're getting taxed 33 50%, 60%. The tax rates are incredible. The amount of intrusion in our lives by this government at, at all levels, federal, state, and local, is unprecedented in the history of this country. And so, you know, not only was Independence Day about celebrating our independence from Great Britain, but it was also about the reasons why. Why would we want to be independent from Great Britain? Well, because King George was awful. And what we have today, this government that we have today, is even more awful than uh, than the British government. I mean, they were relatively hands-off. I mean, the British government could have almost been considered laissez-faire in comparison to this government today. Very true. And so it's really frustrating to me that Americans have forgotten what this day is all about. It's turned into another excuse to get drunk with your friends and party. It's really all it's turned into. It's turned into another excuse to hit the barbecue grill and fire, you know, light off some fireworks, down some beers, and forget about your problems. There's not very many people that are actually celebrating a holiday called Independence Day today in America. Well, it's also an excuse for parades. That's true. And, of course, uh, parades inevitably on Independence Day will have a lot of flag waving involved in Mm -hmm. them. And and you get a lot of nationalism and you get a lot of politicians sort of talking the talk. You know, they might mention independence and they might mention a speech on freedom and liberty. Right. They'll talk about freedom and liberty on this day, this 4th of July, et cetera, et cetera. But we're not free. We're not even close to being free. And so how any American could get out there and celebrate freedom and celebrate independence from tyrannical government, all the while, in many states, they aren't, they're not even free enough to light up a sparkler. In the state of, entire state of Massachusetts, you can't even... There's no ty- uh, type of firework that is legal to possess or buy or sell. What, what do people in Massachusetts think on Independence Day? Do they think, boy, thank, whew, thank goodness the Massachusetts state government is here to be our nanny and take care of us and make sure that we stay safe because we might hurt ourselves if it weren't for the mommy government sticking around. But what goes through Americans' heads on this day? I think a lot of Americans, even though they're calling it the 4th of July, I think they understand that it's still Independence Day. I think they still think about freedom and they still think about liberty on days like this. But they must think they still have it, Right. Because otherwise they'd be depressed as hell on a day like this. On a day when you're supposed to be celebrating liberty and freedom and independence from uh, tyr- uh, tyrannical governments, you're being oppressed by your local, state, and federal governments. That's, that's a, a, a contradiction that would just bring me to tears if I, uh, if I made that connection. Right. You know, uh, on that day that has uh, been celebrated traditionally with fireworks, if you let them off, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Or you're getting a fine, and if you don't pay the fine, then you're going to jail. And how anyone can align that situation that we have today with anything close to being liberty or freedom or independence, it's baffling to me. And I would love to hear maybe some of your insights on this as to what do you think? Were you one of these Americans that was, you know, wave the flag, it's it's 4th of July, hippie! What were you thinking? And what did it take to wake you up? 
800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Speaking of flag-waving, we'll definitely touch on that here in a little bit. And take your calls about whatever you want. This is your show. It's the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. You, as always, can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. Should Independence Day be a day of celebration or a day of mourning? You tell me. 1-800-259-9231. By the way, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, including the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's D2Z.org as we go to the phones and to the fun. It's Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, long live free talk. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I feel the same way you do about Independence Day, and we're with great people such as Frederick Douglass. Listen to this short paragraph, what he has to say about the fourth. He says, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty and unholy license, your national greatness swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery, your prayers, your hymns, your sermons, your thanksgivings, with all the religious parade and solemnity, are to me a bare bombast, a fraud, a deception, impropriety, and hypocrism's thin veil to cover up the crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on earth that 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 is doing the things right now that's against our you know and it just goes on Mm. that was in the frederick Douglass. that was the 1800s right 1850 he was talking about slavery about about our what were the words we're celebrating today that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights and and he says at a time like this scorching irony is not a is not needed. Convincing argument is not needed. He says, oh, if I had the ability and I could reach the nation's air, I would today pour out a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke, for it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not a gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, the earthquake. The feeling of a nation must be quickened. The conscience of a nation must be roused. The propriety of a nation must be startled. And the hypocrisy of a nation must be exposed. And its crimes against God and man must be denounced. Well said, Dave, and thank you for sharing no, that's, that with that's, us. That's, that's Frederick Douglass. And what I want to say is that... The slaves weren't released back then. I think we all became a slave yep. to this to, to this federal bureaucracy that 
that is hiding like, like the old crusaders hid behind a cross and went murdering in the name of God. We're going around doing stuff in the name of freedom that disgraces freedom. If Absolutely. we're going to do it, we should, we should make our constitution the law, but our constitution is null and void. If we lived by it, we wouldn't be in the problems we would be today. Wow. And, and, uh, and our, every single, uh, rights that that uh patrick henry wanted to make sure that we had is violated twenty five thousand times with yep. laws and we talk about it we talk about these things but every wait, night listen, on this show listen we're, we live in a different time that like the second amendment was for people to arm themselves as equally as the nation i can't go buy an atom bomb nope i'm a terrorist if i buy an atom bomb that's what's happening with iran iran saying hey you, you, you're trying to tell us to do whatever you want us to do. We're going to get our atom bomb. They say, no, no more members to the atom bomb club. <laughs> Everybody else listens to us. And, and it's like if you want to play this game, you've got to have an atom bomb or something, you know. And, we're, and we're, they're always going to use the atom bomb to threaten us to do something. During the 60s and 70s, man, I was ripped off of my childhood because the, during the 60s, they made me go under a desk all the time, a Duncan oh. cover. And, I, and the 70s came, we said, we're not afraid of the atom bomb no more. You could live in your nuclear fear, and you war pigs can make all the war you want, but we're going to live the way we want to and then it went too wild for them and then they bought everybody out they started handing money out and, and bought everybody off and you got this 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 culture of yuppieism right now that that, that they're just living high hog on the mighty other little digital money yeah and, well, and I, I, we're I definitely for, definitely an empire built on debt there's no doubt about that and uh dave your final thoughts for us i don't well to my final thoughts is every day we all turn gray and every every person on this earth, when they're a kid, they want to play. So let's live in peace today and use this American spirit fever that freed a people from a tyrant and, and bring it to the world, man, and and, and show to world. But we got to show to people. We have to right. live it ourselves. The only way you can bring it to the world is by living, as you say, live it yourself. Set an example. Thank you for right. the call, Dave. Well Being said. American. And thank you for sharing that Fred, uh, Frederick Douglass uh, speech with us. That was very, very, uh, very inspiring. Uh, I think he's absolutely dead on. You know, when it comes du to spreading Frederick liberty. Frederick Douglass was talking about slavery in that. And, um, you know, when you think about a slave, you think of, you think of somebody who's forced to work and the, uh, the, labor, the fruits of their labor are confiscated by the person who owns them. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not forced to work. I could choose to live under a bridge if I so chose. I would That's probably true. be hassled by the police and, and, and life wouldn't be great. But... When I work, the fruits of my labor are confiscated, at least a portion of them, um, depending on what your tax bracket is. I don't know, 30% of your labor is confiscated uh, yep. by the Internal Revenue Service? Yeah, that's just the uh, IRS. And there's the Social Security. It's another 30% there. Yep. Or no, 15%. Social Security is 15% because it's 75 from you, 75 right. from your employer. Um, you know, there's also – that's just the federal government. Don't forget the uh, locals and state governments get their piece of the pie. It's probably 50% of your wages, if not more. Um, that you pay in taxes, what, are you, what am I, half a slave? Yes, yeah, exactly right. And that's what uh, Dave touched on during his call, the fact that slavery never really went away. It just became more subtle and expanded to everyone. Well, everyone except the politically connected and the elites.
So, you know, it's really, really sad what's happening today. And I totally agree with what Dave said. If you want to spread freedom and liberty, you have to set an example for the rest of the world. We're not even close to being able to set that example right now in this country. We are so uh, burdened by this federal and state and local government, by your local governments. You're so burdened by taxation and regulation and all this, uh, these asinine rules that everybody has to follow. There's, not even, uh, there's barely even a semblance of true freedom in this country. But yet everybody gets out on uh, on Independence Day and they get out and they wave their flags and they celebrate how free they are when they're not even free in many states to light a sparkler. Your thoughts at 1-800-259-9231. It seems to me that Independence Day in its current form today, if you're celebrating today, I, I want to know why. What are you celebrating today exactly if you're celebrating? Because it seems to me that Independence Day should be a day of mourning should be a day of self-reflection. When you look at yourself and ask yourself, am I doing everything I can to help ensure that this is going to be the most free country in the world, to help ensure my liberty and the liberty of my friends and family and neighbors? Am I doing everything I can? And if I'm not, what else can I do? I think that people should be reaching inside themselves and reflecting instead of celebrating this false freedom. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. The show is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. And some of those features include our archives, an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your download and convenience. Go and get them for free, freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. As we continue with the phone calls here, we'll give you uh, another, yet another example in case you needed one. Maybe it's your first time listening and you're shocked and surprised that we're suggesting that America is not a free country. I'll give you a perfect example of exactly how some of those freedoms are being uh, infringed upon. But first to the phones and to the fun, it is a show about your calls. Let's talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Bill. Yeah, hi, Mark. How are you all doing today? Good, sir. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, um, I, I have a pet peeve of my own. Um, it kind of goes along with Ian's pet peeve about uh, what today should be labeled. Uh, I don't celebrate this as Independence Day for the United States. Okay. Uh, my Independence Day is celebrated on September the 3rd. Why? That is when this nation became a free country. Now, there, there could be an argument made on both sides, but it's like this. If I write a piece of paper and say that a piece of land or an object that I own should be free, I have to release it for it to be free. Okay. 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 I have to release control of that interest in order for it to truly be free. Just because we had a document signed, ratified, and constructed by our forefathers did not make us a free country. In fact, we were not a free country 
until the occupants or the owners of the country, which at that time was Great Britain, acknowledged that they were going to give up control of the United States to allow it to be a free country. So that day came on September the 3rd, 1783. That is when this country became a free country, and on September 3rd is when I will celebrate our true independence. Now, Interesting. I, I understand what you're saying, um, but at, at the same time, generally when people say sort of the long form of Independence Day, they say that Independence Day celebrates our declaring our independence from Great Britain. Um, I mean, that's what we're celebrating, the declaration of the independence. Oh, okay, I, I, Mark, I understand that, but let me ask you this. Um, this is a piece of paper, and it's a it's part of a... Hello? You... Bill? Let's just... Bill. Right. We're losing Bill. Sorry about that, Bill. we got to let you go. Your cell phone's crapping out. But, uh, I wish I knew what he was going to allude to there. Interesting point, though, about you know the day, uh, September 3rd, apparently right. um, a little more accurate as far as things are concerned. But well, That would be the day that we achieved independence in the sense that... Uh, you know, um, you know, Great Britain, but we had a Second Continental Congress. I'm, I'm not saying, I don't know. You know, he said it was debatable. I'm seeing there's a debate. Well, my debate, uh, what I would debate on that is, again, even if you're going to celebrate it on September 3rd, what is there to celebrate? There's no more independence left. We're independent from Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, well, if anything, Great Britain's actually, uh, the roles have reversed a little bit as far as Great Britain and, yes. uh, and, and America. Not totally, but... Anyway, let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Tom in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Tom, what's on your mind? Hi, gentlemen. Um, I recently, and I found it ironic, I hadn't gone to the uh, website freedomradio.us, and I went there, and I'm, I'm on it now, and if you click on page one on the top, Articles and Humor, well, actually, just let the little list come up, click on Articles of Interest, and on that page... Go down to where it says Queen Elizabeth II is a principal over the Social Security Fund. And then you get that to come up, and it's very, very brief. Queen Elizabeth controls and has amended U.S. Social Security as follows. It's a Senate document. This is SI, I guess it's what SI 1997, number 1778, does Social Security, United States of America in parentheses, Order 1997, May 22nd of July 1997. I don't, wanna, to... I don't want you to read uh, legalese on the air, sir. What is the, what is the point of all this? Okay. Well, Social Security, you know, is if she's a principal over the fund, and this is Didn't you just say this today. was in an Articles of Humor, a uh, humor No, 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 no. This was under Articles of Interest, and it, and it's, it says... Uh, uh, and all other powers enabling her in that behalf. I didn't have much further to go, but it is, it's just, if we're independent from Britain, I mean, I have literature from over the years that alluded to certain things in history that said that we were never really free or independent from Great Britain. And then we all know what happened after the Civil War, you know, how we we say we're all enslaved by the 14th Amendment, by the state constitutions being signed with a corporation seal, and then and on down the line you had the Federal Reserve, and then you had Roosevelt, who this was started under. But it's socialism, which as libertarians were against that, mm-hmm. and the government has no business being in this business. But if it's the whole, the whole point of this is it's like uh, another 
it's connecting the dots, I guess, is what I'm saying. This I is mean, new. This is a claim I've never heard in the well, history of Free Talk Live. it is on the Voice Live. of Freedom's webpage. It is under Articles of Interest. Okay, well, you can find all kinds of crazy things on the Internet. I mean, what, what, I, what, what, to, what tells you this has any legitimacy whatsoever? Well, I mean, it's, it's a Senate... It, it looks to me like it's... Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not an article of somebody's opinion, and it, it's, that's not what it is. If you find it yourself... I think you'll just find it interesting. I don't pay Social Security anyway. Me neither. I, Me neither. Yeah, I, I in fact used uh, the Voice of Freedom they, a few years ago to assist me in that process, and I wasn't even trying to plug him or anything. But I even have I have the job I have. You're I claiming. Let me I'm see if I understand what you're saying. My, I'm in control of my earnings. So that's it good. Doesn't apply and and to that's me. the way. You, that's the way it should be. And I, and I appreciate. I applaud you for that, Tom. But you're claiming that the Queen of uh, England has some sort of claim over Social Security. That's what it you're. It says claiming? principle over Social Security. I don't know. At the court at Buckingham Palace, 22nd of ju- day of July, nineteen ninety. Everything I've read on this up to this point, uh, you know, you, you you started talking about it and I started typing. It It's all such legalese mumbo-jumbo that I don't really understand it. There's a lot of yeah. numbers and a lot of dash marks. Well, it says and, after uh, Social Security Administration Act of 92 and all other powers enabling her in that behalf. Yeah, and then, uh, then I go to um, another website here that... Uh, I don't know. It, it's clearly an anti-social security website. It says socialism in America still 100% voluntary, and then it right. just it is huge. This this is one of those long rambling pages that and it claims Queen Elizabeth controls and has amended the U.S. Um, social security as follows. And, even if oh it's true, God, it's I mean, I, I have no reason to believe or disbelieve it. It's just a claim, and uh, even if it is true, it doesn't really it doesn't really um, do anything. I guess it, I guess the point is to shock somebody that uh, doesn't know about social security and doesn't know that it's socialist wealth redistribution. I don't care if it's the Queen of Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, or President Bush, or uh, some kitty cat that's uh, the principal of social security. It's still a bad program either way. But thanks for bringing it up, Tom. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine nine. Ninety-two thirty-one. I mean, there there have been some outlandish claims made on this show, but I'm it not going to dig through. I'm not going to dig through some legalese I, to try to discover who the principal of Social Security is. I just don't care. Let, let me. Um, I, I don't know. I I would have to research this further to know what the truth of it is. But it really sounds like a bunch of uh, paranoid claptrap. Remember, King George was the arch treasurer and prince elector of the Holy Roman Empire and C, whatever that means, and of the. Uh, United States of America, see Treaty of uh, Peace, 1738, eight U.S. statutes at large. Losing me already, man. Great Britain, which was the agent for the Pope, is in charge of the USA plantation. (laughs) What what people don't know is that the so-called founding fathers and King George were working hand-in-hand to bring the people of America to their knees to install a central government over them and bind them as a debt that could not be paid. So Thomas Jefferson was working with the king. That's the allegation. It it sounds... Pretty outrageous, (laughs) pretty unbelievable, and totally irrelevant. Really, what does it matter anyway? We know we've got a tyrannical government. Who cares who's behind the scenes? They need to be stopped. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, as always, 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site we give away, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. All we ask is three bucks a month. And it's important to note, we're just asking. You can access the entire Free Talk Live website and all of its features in completely free. We give it away. But if you like that fact and you like the show and you want to help spread Free Talk Live to more radio stations and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible, then you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier. You get some perks, too. You get access to the AMP-only call-in line, uh, the AMP-only chat room and forum, and all the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. Any major credit card accepted as well as uh, PayPal subscriptions uh, and more. Get all the details. And by the way, what's, what's happening to the $3 is it, it comes into us and we turn it around into promoting the show. It doesn't go to paychecks or cars or anything like that. Uh, so get all the details. Amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, uh, phones are loaded up here. Let's talk to, I believe it's Eric in Michigan. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. said that the founding fathers fought against the British because they were being taxed at like 2 or 3%. That's not really true. It's because they were being taxed without being represented in the parliament. Okay. I think that's essential to mention because the way you make it sound is like, you know, 3% was, you know, an extravagant tax at that time, but it really wasn't. I mean, they were being taxed at, you know, probably the same rate that we are today. It's just they weren't being represented, and that's why they were mad. They were being taxed at the same rate we are today? You no, know, I'm saying it was probably comparable. I mean, I doubt it went from 3% to 30%. Right. We are getting taxed to the tune of about 60% today, and we also are not getting representation in the government, nor do I want representation in the government. How and about I think, that? I think I could uh, argue above 60% if I had to. Yeah, possibly so. I mean, you can't argue that we're not being represented, though. No, I can argue that. How could no. we possibly be represented? You, you and I, you and I disagree on things, Eric. If we both lived in the same uh, congressional district, there's no way that we could be represented by another person who has his own interests and his own uh, ideas. Well, right. The whole idea, though, I mean, if you look at this at a base level of you know when they established it, was that you don't get one person getting their interest through. It's the community's interest. Yeah, well, that's through. crap. There's no such thing as the community's interest. There are well, only individuals' there interests. Whatever most people hold, and that's the whole idea of representation. But that's not true either when it comes to representation. And uh, again, it really representatives represent special interests more than what most people want. And besides, it's not even right to represent what most people want, even if you really could do something like that, because there's no way to really know what most people want. And besides. The ends doesn't, don't justify the means, and uh, democracy is nothing more than two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. So just because the majority wants something doesn't mean that it's right and uh, doesn't mean that it should be implemented. Well, you're absolutely right in the fact that you know, special interests have taken over today, and I think that's completely screwed up. But you know, the, the general idea is that the community's interests do come through because otherwise the person will be voted out of office. Now, Eric, um, in general, what you're saying is true. I can vote for a representative uh, to the House of Representative United States, and uh, I can vote for a senator or two. What isn't exactly true about it is, what about the people in Washington, D.C.? What about the people in Guam? What about the people in Puerto Rico? Those people's interests aren't, they, they aren't represented in the uh, United States House and uh, Senate and those kind of things. And, and what about the most, the majority of Americans that don't vote because they understand that neither of the candidates will represent their interests? What about them? Uh, they're certainly disenfranchised, but then again, you, you've got Ron Paul's, then, don't you? You've always got you know some sort of option, and generally, generally in politics, Ron Paul is find... the uh, Ron Paul is the only candidate with of of his sort of stripes in a major sort of positioning in an election that we've seen in a long, long time. So it's not really fair to say there's always a Ron Paul out there because you know generally not. though I completely agree with you, and uh, I asked the teacher of mine, you know, do you ever feel bad voting for you know imperialist politicians? Because we both realize that uh, you know both sides, Democrat Republican, 
they're both for imperialism. They're both, you know, they might be against Iraq, but they're for other imperialist yep. endeavors. And I said, how can you vote for them in, you know, in good conscience, knowing that you're voting in someone who's probably going to get innocent people killed? And he said, in politics, it's the choice between god-awful and pretty bad. And you have to go for pretty bad, because that's, that's your only option. Well, most people don't even bother, and I don't blame them for that. And so it's impossible to claim that anyone's really being accurately represented in America. It's a farce, and people sure have been not. fooled into believing it. It's just not true. It's not just possible. Just a topic question before I go. Yeah. Have either of you guys ever had a tonsillectomy? No. Tonsil? That's re- the removal of tonsils. Yeah. I have not. Why do you ask? Okay. I'm having it done tomorrow at 8 o'clock, so I'll uh, talk to you guys in about two weeks. Why are, you, wait, wait, mm-hmm. why are you having it done? A chronic tonsillitis. Had it for like four months. Can't get it, uh, can't get rid of it. Is that where they, they blow up real big? Yeah, yeah, they're swollen up, and, you know, um, it's just infection of the tonsils. I feel sick all the time. feels like I kind of got the flu or something like that. And so, uh, you know, I, it goes away when I'm on drugs, and as soon as I stop taking the antibiotics, mm. it comes back. So they're taking them out. It's rare that they uh, take tonsils out these days, right? Especially in adults, yeah. So Interesting. Good luck with that. And you're a great caller. Hope to hear back from you when you're all better. Thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231. I love Eric's calls because he always asks challenging questions. He's mm. uh, he's not he's friendly, um, but he's obviously not necessarily – he probably does agree with us on a lot of things, but he always comes up with something challenging to ask, and I like that because I don't – no one likes to listen to a love fest on the radio. <laughs> really? Absolutely true. Uh, you know, all you have to do is listen to the Rush Limbaugh uh, show if you want to hear a love fest. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Leon in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Leon? Uh, hi, it's actually Liam, not Leon. Oh, Liam, my apologies. What's on your mind? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, I have to say, uh, I personally uh, consider both uh, opposite fields of uh, uh, left-wing uh, politics, be it libertarianism or socialism. Uh, both of them I have issues with. Okay. But- the one thing is, though, is I can't understand. Uh, the thing I'm worried about, if I were to consider myself a libertarian, is segregation of classes. Segregation of classes. You're very concerned that the classes might be segregated? Well, uh, basically, from what I understand, is a libertarianism is possession of your own property. Now, the people who don't have necessarily the same amount of talent of those who do have vast amounts of talent who may be able to earn tons of money as opposed to other people who are incapable of earning it or they're disabled and therefore aren't uh, even able to uh, generate any income at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does uh, one prevent this from happening? I'm not sure what you're talking about preventing from happening, but um, currently wouldn't you say that the uh, classes of people that are um, extraordinarily talented and able to um, earn large sums are separated from people that um, aren't? able to earn to earn much of anything uh well it's yeah that's that, that's the issue though at the moment too which Correct. is okay. what i uh, so what are you concerned about happening i don't quite get what well, you're saying if we shift towards well uh, not me but like uh the u.s if they shift towards a uh, libertarian kind of approach which mm-hmm. i'm doubtful will happen what will prevent uh this lower class of being completely segregated and then being almost eliminated from the uh social uh, not, I don't mean like in terms of socialism, but the actual uh, social. I see. Aspect. I see where you're going with that, um, and 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 it's a valid concern. However, it doesn't really take into account the realities of the free marketplace. And what you need to understand is that when you're in a lower class, 
And Mark, you were raised in a family where your dad was a uh, what was he a machinist? At, yeah, uh, essentially. I mean, yeah, he was a hardworking maker. guy. My parents, uh, hardworking people as well. When you're in a when you're in a lower class, um, you want to get out of it, right? I mean, you want to move yeah, up in the world. You want to increase your wealth. Uh, you want to be more comfortable. You want to have a good life, uh, provide a good life for your kids and your wife and husband or whatever. And so, most of the people in a lower class are motivated to move up. Unfortunately, what we're dealing with in this country and all around the world is these coercive governments that have just reams and reams of regulations that they place on people that prevent them from moving up the ladder of affluence. Um, there are business regulations that prevent people from running businesses from their homes, for instance. When you're poor and you don't have a lot of capital to start with, it's it's an easy thing to start a business in your own home and, you know, do wh- whatever and it is. that's the issue I have with capital, uh, sorry, not capitalism, uh, socialism, is that uh, it doesn't lot of, offer a lot of fair opportunity for people who wanting to uh, basically make their own in the world. Right, and that's what we have today. We live in a kind of a combo socio-fascistic state here in America where the government is used by those who are in power to protect their power. So the existing business people, they form advisory boards and that sort of thing with the government. Uh, A perfect example would be the restaurant industry where we come from, Sarasota, Florida. Restaurants are huge there, and there are some uh, some restaurateurs that are sort of old-time They've been at it forever. The restaurants are very well established. And would you believe it or not, it's the old-time restaurant operators that are on the restaurant advisory boards. And they go and they they produce legislation effectively that is enacted by the city governments that essentially makes it more and more difficult year after year for new people to start up into their own businesses. And and that means that those who are of poor, uh, of little wealth, those who do have low income, that sort of thing, they're prevented from starting their own businesses and really being able to run your own business is a critical factor to really producing wealth for yourself you're not really ever going to get ahead working for someone else you really should work for yourself but the laws are there to prevent that from happening so by going back to liberty and getting to a more libertarian america those laws will go away the regulations will go away the marketplace will be completely open to competition people can run whatever sorts of businesses they want to and you and i get to choose where we shop right now the government steps in the way of all that and that does a lot to oppress poor people. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is on the way. It's the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Of course, it is Independence Day. That is It's not the 4th of July, even though it is technically the 4th of July. The holiday's name is Independence Day. So please, when you're talking with others, make sure you get it right. And if somebody says the 4th of July, maybe just ask them why they call it that. And maybe that'll help them get their gears turning. Maybe then they'll remember what this day was once called by most people. Well, I don't know. Um, if you want to teach somebody something, it, it's probably best not to make them look stupid in the process. I didn't say make them look stupid. I said ask them why they call it that. Well, 
you mention it's the 4th of July, you, you simply say, just like, I'm just curious, why do you call it the 4th of July? That doesn't make them look stupid. It, it's an honest question. I, it, it would certainly depend on your tone. And um, the, I think that the best thing to do is just go about calling it Independence Day. And if it comes up in conversation where somebody keeps saying 4th of July and you keep saying Independence Day, maybe just say, you know, I like to call it Independence Day because that's what it's about. It's about uh, us being independent of tyrannical government. Exactly. And that's sort of been the theme of the show so far tonight. Sort of, ta- We've been talking about how um, Americans have forgotten what this holiday is really all about. That it's turned into an excuse for Americans to go out, have barbecues, and drink. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, But at the same time, in their minds, they're celebrating freedom and liberty and independence from tyrannical rule. All all at the same time, there's all these tyrannical governments around. Local, state, federal governments here in America that are very tyrannical and ruling over us. In many states, you can't even set off sparklers let alone bottle rockets and the rest of things. Massachusetts, every firework you can imagine is completely banned. Sales, buying them, possessing them, and shooting them off. You can't do any of that in that state. Right. If you think you're free, try not paying your taxes. Right. I mean, we can come up with example after example, and we do it all year long. We point out very concrete ways in which Americans who think they're free, many of them do, are actually not free. And so how somebody who who understands that can still stand there and talk about how free they are and how happy they are to live in a free country and celebrate freedom on a day, on this particular day, when there really isn't much freedom left worth celebrating? Okay, yeah, you do have the freedom to decide, you know, where you want to work and those sorts of things. We do still have some freedoms, and the United States uh, America is of America still is one of the most free countries in the world, but that's not saying too much. That's really not, not really saying much. Right. If, our cancer isn't quite as bad as their cancer. Yeah, and, and it's not even the most free country in the world, not in at least economic terms, according to um, at least two different studies, independent studies of countries around the world. There are a handful of other countries that have more economic freedoms than the United States does, and we're dropping on those lists as well. So in case you needed yet another example of how it is that you're not free in America, and this will tie right in, uh, the, these stories will tie right into the 4th of July slash Independence Day celebrations, because inevitably on Independence Day, there are a lot of people waving flags, right? Well, now, according to one state, Mark, that flag has to be made in one particular country that you're waving. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, from in Minnesota, you, now you have to have any flag that's sold has to be made in America. <laughs> that's right. Um Red, white, and blue. So and much for the freedom to buy your uh, supplies in, as, as far as being a retail business person. Mm-hmm. So much for the freedom to buy your supplies from whatever supplier you want. Red, white, and blue and made in China? A move is on in the state legislature that ensures that flag folks will be flying, um, that folks will be flying will be buy, uh, and buying this Independence Day were made in the fruited plain. Sounds to me like they're ensuring that the flags will cost too much. Minnesota has uh, passed the strongest measure, a new law that goes into effect at um, years in requiring every old glory sold in state stores to be domestically produced. Violations <laughs> are a misdemeanor punishable by up to a $1,000 fine and 90 days in jail. Unbelievable. Arizona, in Arizona, schools and public colleges are, um, were required uh, starting July 1st to outfit every classroom from junior high up 
with a made in the USA flag. Tennessee requires <laughs> all US flags uh, bought via state contract to be made here, and similar bills are moving forward both New Jersey and Pennsylvania. The Fourth of July is considered now, peak. Sl- wait, wait, slow down. You mentioned a couple other states, mm-hmm. and in those law, in, in regards to those laws, it's the state government's own regulations for itself, right? And it's it's bureaucracies. But Minnesota is saying if you are in business, you cannot sell flags um, garnered from other from another country. Correct. Okay, I want to make sure I was clear on that. Right, and it's obviously protectionist uh, stuff by in the fl- inside of the flag industry. Uh, yep. Some company that makes flags in America can't compete in the marketplace of providing flags, so they have to get legislation passed. Mm-hmm. They have to lobby for legislation. Hey, what in the world would you want an American flag that wasn't made in America for? I don't know. Because they're some cheaper. Kind of commie? No, because they're cheaper. And as somebody who lives on relatively tight funds, uh, it's important to me if I'm going to go out and buy an American flag, which I'm not, by the way, but if I'm going to go out and buy an American flag, I'm going to buy the most affordable of American flags. And those come from other countries. Whether you like it or not, that's that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- why do you care where it came from? What is, what is this? This is really nothing more than protectionism. You're right, Mark. It, it, is, it is absolutely protectionism. And it, it's and kind of funny. And that's thoroughly un-American in my book. The, the 4th of July is considered peak season for flag sales, with millions of them lining parade routes and flying above backyard barbecues. Most of the uh, major domestic flag makers are privately held companies that don't release their sales figures, so it's difficult to gauge the inroads being made by foreign manufacturers. I can tell you it's significant. The U.S. Census Bureau estimates that $5.3 million worth of U.S. US flags were imported from other countries in 2006. What the hell does the census... How the hell does the Census Bureau know that? Because they're busy counting everything they can count. They're the Census Bureau. (laughs) They they, they can only do the census once every 10 years, so they have to count other stuff in the meantime. Gotcha. The big exception was in 2001 when 51.7 million in U.S. flags were bought um, brought into the country, most on the heels of September 11 uh, terrorist attacks. Anyway, uh, Sandy um, Valenu, chairman of the Flag Manufacturers Association of America, said the imports... They have a lobbying group. Yeah. Lobbying group. Said the <laughs> imports are cause for concern, even though U.S. companies still dominate the flag market. That door, um, that door is going to keep on opening, said uh, Van Nu, a uh, sixth-generation executive at the family-owned Annan & Company, a 160-year-old business that supplies retailers like Walmart. It starts small, and then it gets big. You're just opening Pandora's box to help... Uh, customers that identify the origin of their flag, the association created a certified program two years ago that bestows a seal of approval logo to flags that made made with domestic fibers That's and fine. labor. That, That's fine. fine. I'm fine with that, too. Here's my question, though. I wonder if any of these flag manufacturers, say, employ illegal immigrants. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's speculation. Just, it's speculation. What about, um, I mean, couldn't I start a flag company and, uh, you know, allege that some other flag company isn't as legitimate because, say, I'm American Indian. Mm. Shouldn't all flags in America be made by American Indians or by Blue Bloods? You know, you you had to have come over with Mayflower. Yeah. yeah. Or you, you you have to be able to trace your lineage. Every <laughs> single grandparent, every single great-great-grandparent or whatever, every single one of them to pre-Revolutionary uh, War. Shouldn't that be the way it is? Can you imagine... These dirty immigrants making U.S. flags? I mean, you're come being on. facetious. By I the way. am. I am absolutely. You don't really big. feel that way about immigrants? No, I think that immigrants built this country, and I think that's what made it strong. And I think that uh, the the ability, the, the freedom, 
you know, to be able to buy from whomever you want to buy yes, from is what uh, makes us. It's critical. It is. It's that's what separates so used to separate America from the rest of the world is that in America you could do the biz, you could do business with whoever wanted to do business with you wherever they were located whether they were next door or halfway across the world, and these pathetic pathetic so-called American flag creators really should try competing for real in the marketplace. Really try acting like real Americans right. and competing instead of being a bunch of... Oh, using, I, I, using can't, a I can't say that word. Using a tyrannical government to crack down on the competition, regardless yep. of where that cowards. competition comes from. They're cowards. Look, they can't hack it. This isn't what America's about. America's about free trade, and this isn't. Yep. So here you go. There's one example of one area where Americans are just not free anymore like they used to be. You used to be able to buy your flags from wherever the hell you wanted to. Now in Minnesota, not not so. Now the protectionist racket is in place. Welcome to America. This is what people are celebrating today? Well, I've got more for you. How about flag desecration? We'll keep on the flag topic here. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts as well. How do you feel about American protectionism versus American liberty? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves as always. 1-800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, and those include the Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean? By heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Talking just generally about Independence Day and how uh, just ironic it is that Americans are busy right now celebrating their freedoms, while at the same time their freedoms have been pretty effectively destroyed by local, state, and federal governments. Um, it's really just amazing to me that uh, that the American people can still be so in the dark as to so much in the dark as to actually believe that they're living in a free country. It's just not true. And if you look to some of the, I mean, we're just giving you a handful of examples tonight. Uh, we do, we tend to do a good job of this every single night on the show, but th- the examples tonight are going to be sort of Independence Day themed. And here's another one for you. Yet another flag-related law that's going into effect. This time it's worse. The last one, you just finished pointing out, Mark, that in the state of Missouri, now uh, retailers cannot sell flags that were made in anywhere but the United States of America. Right. That's protectionism, it's anti-freedom, it's anti-free market, it doesn't allow uh, business owners and consumers to decide for themselves. That's outrageous enough as is, but let's go to Iowa and see what's going on there, where according to the Associated Press, Governor Chet Culver has signed a bill that clarifies the state's flag desecration law. The bill was passed by the legislature in response to a ruling by a district court judge, Robert Pratt, in March, who said that the state's law was unconstitutional because it was too vague. Pratt determined that the law violated the due process clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which requires that laws be specific enough so the public can reasonably determine whether conduct is illegal. As though anyone in the public is reading the laws. Well, I suppose you should be able to, to uh, it, it should be clear enough that, that you're able to figure yeah. it out if you do happen to read the law. Have you ever tried reading a law? I don't care how clear it is. It's never, you, I can't and read it's, legalese. It's I wasn't like trained on how to um, do that. Generally, they're not even uh, enforced 
not generally. Sometimes laws are not forced enforced uh, as they read. You know, they cops just decide to arrest people under whatever pretense they wish. Yeah, that's you know, true. What what is disorderly conduct? Whatever I mean, they, they say use, it is. Right. Pratt's ruling came in after two separate cases in which Iowa residents were charged after they flew flags upside down. Oh no! How dare they! As a way to protest personal losses or disagreements with officials. In both cases, the charges were dismissed. Scott Wayne Rowe of Ottumwa was charged after he flew a U.S. flag upside down on June 4th and wrote corruption of blood across it, saying he was protesting city ordinances and how they were enforced. I'm not sure how flying the U.S. flag upside down protests what the city's doing, but nonetheless. Dale Klein of Corden displayed his flag upside down to protest what he said was an unfair loss in a bankruptcy case and to support a campaign for mental health care services for veterans. So the ACLU filed a lawsuit on behalf of both men. The bill signed this week by Governor Culver states that it's illegal to show disrespect to the flag by defacing, defiling, mutilating, or trampling upon it. The bill also defines each of those terms. The executive director of the ACLU said the bill remains vague. Quote, we certainly hope that the enactment of this bill is not interpreted by law enforcement as a green light to go out and arrest political protesters. Gee, they wouldn't do anything like that, would they? He said the bill doesn't address all the problems of the statute, and therefore it's still not a good idea. It would be inconsistent with the spirit of the First Amendment to think this law should be used to arrest political protesters. Just because the legislature and the governor passed this feel-good legislation doesn't mean these code sections should be wielded by law enforcement to put down political protesters. And while I, uh, I concur with what the ACLU rep is saying there, they shouldn't do those things. The cops love new laws. They get to go out and put people in handcuffs and beat them up and stuff. That's what the cops live for, man. So most cops. Well, maybe I don't know most of them, but there's a good chunk of cops that are really into that sort of thing. Uh, you think that if I would t- were to take a uh, United States flag to the town center in Des Moines and light that sucker on fire, or better yet, because they might have an anti-burning ordinance, um, better yet, just trample on it, stomp all over it, and sit on it, and stuff like that. You think they wouldn't arrest me? Somebody wouldn't be so outraged as to call the cops? Cops show up. Of course, you know how the cops are. They're usually a bunch of nationalists themselves, just flaming nationalists, uh, as though they wouldn't arrest me for something like that, now that they have a new law in their repertoire. I think it's um, the wrong thing to do to desecrate the flag because so many people hold it dear. But I wouldn't pass a law. I mean, to me, that's antithetical to what the flag stands for. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I'd like to know what you think at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll free line for you. Are you in favor of these flag-burning-slash-desecrating restrictions? Are you in favor of this law in Iowa that prevents uh, so-called defacing, defiling, mutilation, or trampling upon the flag? And if so, why? And if you are in favor of that, how exactly can you make that jibe with the whole, well, you know, the freedom of speech concept, that pesky little amendment number one, Congress will make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and petition the right, uh, petition the government for a redress of grievances? You want to you make the argument that uh, it's not speech? I suppose you could make that argument, but you can't deny that it's my private property. And shouldn't I, in a free country, be able to do as I please with my private property as long as that is not putting someone else's property or their life in danger? Shouldn't I? I, It seems to me. 
I mean, I don't know that it's, it doesn't it doesn't say freedom of expression, which it would be nice if they uh, included that in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, but it seems to me that's covered under freedom of speech. If, Certainly, it's under uh, it's covered under uh, life and uh, liberty. Oh, yeah, right. Life Owning and liberty. The property. If it's true, and I don't believe that it is, but you know, in a theoretical free country, if it was true that this country was really about and the government was allegedly formed, we've heard it ta- time and time again to protect your right to life and liberty. If that's true, then how does this law jibe with that? Can you explain that to me? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I predict we won't get a call because there's no way to defend a law like this. There's no way to defend this on the basis of liberty because it's just antithetical to it. It's just anti-freedom. And I'm with you, Mark. I think it's a silly idea to use the flag as a protest. And, and the reason why is because people just don't understand. No. You can stand there with a megaphone and talk about how the reason why I'm burning this flag is because I was outraged by what the city government did and blah, blah, blah. That's not going to get on the news at 6 o'clock. What's going to get on the news is crazy man burns American flag. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's right. So you've got to understand that it's not going to be seen the way you want it to be seen. All it's going to be seen as is by these, you know, uh, fervent nationalists out there in America, it's going to be seen as an attack against their nation. That's what it's going to be seen as. You know, and uh, it, it also appears as though a, uh, it's as a slap in the face to people whose uh, relatives fought in wars, people that they loved have died in these wars. And, and that the way they see it, that's... You know, spitting on their graves. So I don't recommend it as a form of protest, but I absolutely believe it should be completely legal if you want to do that. If you want to, you know, miscommunicate to people and and burn or trample on or dismantle or destroy a flag, then you should be able to. That's what America is supposed to be about. It's the freedom of speech, the ability to control your own property and do with it as you please. But apparently the government of Iowa disagrees. Do you? 1-800-259-9231. You explain that to me, please. 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, as you always can, toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits almost 250,000 posts, over 1,500 people interacting, serious issues and fun stuff all being discussed right now, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That'll get you there. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Pop quiz, what do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? The answer is very little. But the Prometheus Institute, that's readpi.com, is looking to change all that by implementing practical, innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi today, readpi.com today. That's readpi.com. 1-800-259-9231. And as I expected, Mark, no one has called in to defend Iowa's new legislation that bans desecration of the flag. Maybe that's because... I mean, people seem to think that uh, you know, the politicians, at the very least, seem to think that this is the, one of the most pressing issues of our time. Mm. There's, there's 
all kinds of flag desecration um, issues. They want to make it an amendment to the United States Constitution. This is not an important issue. Nope, not at all. Um, it's rare that somebody burns a flag, and you know they're usually just some nut who wants to get attention. Don't give it to them. Yeah, usually, uh, usually when someone burns a flag, it's usually someone else's flag, and that's where the problem is. It's usually yeah. someone someone else's flag they pulled down off a flagpole that wasn't theirs that they set on fire. Well, that's a property rights violation, and that absolutely is a problem. But if I want to go out and buy my own Chinese-made American flag and set it on fire, then I should be free to do that in the so-called land of the free. Anyway, um, since no one was interested in that, we'll move on with another example of uh, of how our freedoms are being oppressed and suppressed in this country today, and how it is amazing to me, of course, that anybody bothers to to claim on a day like today, Independence Day, to claim that uh, that they're living free, that they're living in a free country. Here's a perfect example of what's going on. If you want to look for great examples of of uh, the absence of freedom, look no further than New York City. There are there are story after story after story coming out of New York City, and it gets worse as time goes on of how the, the poor New Yorkers' freedoms are just being trampled on by their city government. I mean, uh, we've, we, of course, already know that the Second Amendment has been completely decimated in New York. You can't own a gun in New York City. I mean, they obviously don't care about the Constitution and what it says, but a lot of people, uh, you know, there there were a lot of protests in New York City, though, of course, usually you have to get a, a permit in order to have amplified sound, for instance, if you're going to be protesting in New York City. So... One gentleman who is apparently a uh, preacher, street corner preacher and an Elvis impersonator, I guess. (laughs) Can't get enough of that. I think they're just joking on him because he's got funny looking hair. But whatever his gig is, he wanted to go out in New York City and uh, and protest. And the way he was going to protest, according to uh, the AP is by reading the First Amendment. He'd actually memorized it. He didn't have it on his hand or anything like that. He'd memorized, I believe he said it was 44 words, all of the words of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Doesn't sound too difficult. And he was reading them in a public protest sort of format. He did not have amplified sound. He had a tube you know, it's not a. I guess megaphone is the appropriate term for it, but it wasn't amplified. It wasn't one of those ones you get at Radio Shack. It right. was just a big, yeah, you know, it was just a big cone-like tube that he was holding up to his mouth. So essentially, no more than just shouting in one direction. So there was an Elvis impersonator in New York City screaming at the top of his lungs: "Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech." or of the press, or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. Over and over again? That's exactly right. That's Um, the scenario. Okay. So here we go. He says, according to the AP, rather, on Monday he donned his trademark white suit and returned to the scene of his alleged sin to demand that the police repent because he was arrested on harassment charges last week while reciting the First Amendment. He says, it feels so good to be back on the very spot where I was denied my First Amendment rights by reciting the First Amendment, he told reporters over the din of an NYPD helicopter hovering overhead. Reverend Billy, whose real name is Bill Tallon, was joined by a woman in red choir robes who sang a hymn version of the amendment, which guarantees the freedom of speech. Uh, Or at least on paper it does. Other activists distributed an amateur videotape of his arrest, which I saw, by the way, on YouTube today. Uh, this man is not violent. He was not doing anything but reading into a megaphone. Eyes closed, or reciting, rather. Eyes closed and hands raised, the pretend pastor whooped, Bill of Rights, hallelujah! 
Talon, who's 57, has spent years using his mock persona as a fire and brimstone evangelist to rail against consumer culture, which he portrays as the Disneyfication of Manhattan. Now, look, I don't necessarily have a, I don't have a problem with being a consumer and consumerism and all that, uh, so I don't necessarily agree with this man's politics, but I certainly agree that in a public place, he should have the ability to say what he wants to. That's what the First Amendment's all about. And I want to make it very clear that I set a public place. Because if this guy had gone into a private establishment and started reading something into a megaphone, then that's a completely different situation. Sure, if he goes into McDonald's um, and you know, he's creating, creating a disturbance, then they should be able to get rid of him in whatever manner they, ch- they choose. Probably the manager would just ask him to leave, and if he didn't, they'd kind of hustle him out the door a little bit. Right, because private property, on private property, the Bill of Rights doesn't apply. The Bill of Rights only applies to government These are the rules that government has to follow. And so if you're on public property, which there's plenty of that in New York City, if you're on public property, you should be able to say whatever the flip you want. This man was arrested for it. His latest run-in with the law began after he turned up to support people gathering in Union Square last Friday for the monthly critical mass bike ride asserting cyclists' rights. The NYPD has aggressively policed the rides, arguing that they can interfere with traffic and threaten public safety. Advocates for critical mass have accused police of infringing on the riders' constitutional rights to free speech and free assembly. The video shows Talon preaching the 44 beautiful words of the First Amendment, those are his words, to a visibly annoyed congregation of police commanders huddled a few feet away. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, an officer approaches and warns him that the sermon is breaking the law. Talon, Which law? Talon asks, what's the law? The officer answers, harassment. He was charged with harassment of a public official. When Talon persists, another officer comes up behind him so and slaps on the handcuffs. It's harassing to tell the... the to read of, the First Amendment to chiefs of police. That's right. Hmm. In uh, New York City. That's crazy. Welcome to America. This is what we're celebrating today? Really? 1-800-259-9231. How anybody can be aware of things like this going on in their, in, in their country and, to, and, and stand up and say they live in a free country is outrageous to me. Well, this is sort of the tragedy of the commons to me. Um, what you have is a nut. The tragedy of government? You you have a you know a crazy man who wants to re- crazy he wants to read the First Amendment to uh, to some police officers in an Elvis outfit through a megaphone. Um, well, he got attention, didn't he? He did. He did get that. All I'm saying is he's acting like a crazy man, and the problem I don't think is that's crazy. Okay, fine. He's he's uh, acting in a disruptive fashion. Disruptive. God, shut how is it? How is it disruptive? You're in a public Let place. Let me finish. All right, go ahead. He's acting like a crazy man. And he, um, you know, he's on the street corner. And the problem here is really public property. Because on public property, this guy owns it as much as anybody else, and he should be able to exercise his First Amendment rights. If you don't like it, we should get rid of public property. This is a public property issue, not a disturbing the peace issue. When Talon persists, another officer slaps on the handcuffs. When being put in a police van, the satirist shouts, We have a right to peaceful assembly. Talon was held overnight before being released without bail. A criminal complaint alleges he harassed the police officers by approaching them and, quote, repeatedly shouting at such officers through a non-electric bullhorn, unquote. Civil rights attorney uh, Norman Siegel appearing with Talon on Monday called for prosecutors to drop the charges 
The arrest was a false arrest, said his attorney. What Reverend Billy did last Friday does not constitute illegal conduct. Prosecutors declined to comment, as well as the New York Police Department. They also declined to comment. So nobody wants to talk about this. And who knows what's going to end up happening to Reverend Billy. Maybe they will drop the charges, but nonetheless, that doesn't... But he'll just go out and do it again. Well, and it doesn't negate the fact that this man was arrested and his time wasted, held overnight in jail. I don't know about you, but my time's pretty valuable. Uh, He was arrested and harassed by the police for exercising his First Amendment rights. Are you celebrating your freedoms today when this is going on right under your nose? 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. More oppression coming up. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And it is the live Independence Day edition of the program. We're actually here doing a show, unlike most talk show hosts that just want to take time off whenever they can. Uh, anyway, we're here for you. 800-259-9231. Apparently they don't love their jobs. Yeah, that's right, and we do. Uh, and so we're talking about Independence Day. We're talking about freedom or the lack thereof. And And how astounding it is that Americans can honestly think to themselves and celebrate supposed freedom when, in fact, there's a serious lack of freedom in this country. It just bewilders me, and uh, and, and it will continue to bewilder me. But nonetheless, um, there's story after story that we could bring you. In fact, I don't want to go negative anymore in, in this particular show. I want to I want to show you a positive story, maybe an inspiring story to finish things out here tonight. It's the final segment here, but just enough time for you if you make the call at 800-259-9231. And opportunistic lawyers, judges, future ex-spouses, disgruntled ex-employees, and meddling bureaucrats, these people want your money, your home, and your car. What have you done to protect yourself? And keep your net. They're experts in sheltering your wealth. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. They'll show you how to keep your assets. That's KeepYourAssets.net. And don't forget, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, buy some stuff at our store. Go to store.freetalklive.com and get some uh, Free Talk Live branded merchandise. We've got some really cool clothing uh, items and other things like our hot, the hottest selling item ever, the 2 gigabyte multi-gadget. See what it's all about. Store.freetalklive.com. But... I want to bring you some good news. This from New Haven, Connecticut. The AP reporting, when the United States invaded Iraq more than four years ago, war opponent David Gross asked his bosses for a radical pay cut, enough so he wouldn't have to pay taxes to support the war. He says, I was having a hard time looking at myself in the mirror. I knew the bombs were falling. Uh, the bombs falling were in part paid with my tax dollars. I had to actually do something concrete to remove my complicity. The San Francisco technical writer was making close to $100,000 a year. He that did, does sound like a radical pay cut, then. He didn't know exactly how big of a pay cut he would need to fall below the federal tax threshold, but later figured out he would have to make less than minimum wage. In any event, his employer turned him down, and he quit. Gross, who's 38, now works on a contract basis, and last year, he refused to pay self-employment taxes. Mm. And he's having an article written about himself. Very brave. Says war ta- uh, the article says, War tax resistance popularized by David, Henry David Thoreau in the 19th century and by Joan Baez and others during the Vietnam War is gaining renewed interest among peace activists upset over the Iraq War. Cl- uh, quote, Clearly this year we definitely had more people calling, 
sending emails about how they decided to start resisting, said Ruth Ben, coordinator of the National War Tax Resistance Coordinating Committee in New York. Based on the committee's mailing list, it reports from numerous groups that it works with around the country. Ben estimates that 8,000 to 10,000 Americans refused to pay some or all of their federal taxes over war objections. IRS officials say they don't have figures for that specific category, but earlier this year reported an overall non-compliance rate of 16.3% and estimated the annual tax gap at about $345 billion. Non-compliance. Now, I've heard uh, numbers as high as 60% of Americans don't pay taxes. Okay. That's 16% non-compliance. Right. What does that mean? Well, that means that uh, you've gotten a number from elsewhere beyond the IRS. That's the IRS's number. Your number's coming from somewhere else, is my guess. Yeah. Peace activists are considering a mass tax. I mean, the IRS wouldn't want to tell you that 50% of Americans weren't filing, would they? No, I can't. I, I, it was difficult for me to imagine when I read that number that 60% of Americans don't pay. Peace activists are considering a mass tax resistance campaign next April to step up pressure to end the war in Iraq. Many tax protesters say they redirect the money they withhold to charities. Some, like Joan Sheehan of Norwich, keep their income below taxable levels, which isn't really a... that's not an effective protest. Then you're not doing anything to withhold money from the government. You're just withholding your own pleasure and your own uh, money from yourself. You could be making more and making your, you know, increasing uh, the amount in your savings account, but instead um, you're just flying below the radar. That's right. not an effective protest, in my opinion. Right. I would think that uh, if you wanted to effectively protest it, and I, I would think that there is, you do have a stance. I really do believe you have a stance when it comes to these things. Well, the IRS doesn't think so. No, the IRS doesn't think so, but it's not their job to think so. A court of your peers may very well, though. Sheehan said, uh, and apparently this is not Cindy, it's some other Sheehan. Right. She said, I don't see the point of working for peace and paying for war. Gross said he now manages to live on about $15,000 per year by carefully tracking his spending. He acknowledged the tax-resistant movement is too small to stop the war, but he says, I think what we're doing is showing the way for people in the anti-war movement. I can look at myself in the mirror and say at least I'm not supporting it. At least I'm not part of the machine. The IRS said that while taxpayers have a right to express their opinions, they still have an obligation to pay their taxes. <laughs> Tax resistors place an undue... You can say whatever you want, but give us your money, citizen. Tax resistors place an undue burden on taxpayers who pay their fair share of taxes, IRS spokesbureaucrat Diane Besunder said. Now, I find it interesting, the phraseology here. The IRS said that while taxpayers have a right to express their opinions, they still have an obligation to pay their taxes. Who has an obligation to pay taxes? Based on that statement? I guess everyone? No. Listen to the statement. While taxpayers have a right to express their opinions... They still have an obligation to pay their taxes. Who has an obligation to pay taxes? Taxpayers? Taxpayers do. Well, I don't want to be a taxpayer. Thanks, but no thanks. Well, she's saying that essentially everybody's a taxpayer. Uh, that's the suggestion, yeah. but you have to be very careful when you're dealing with these bureaucrats, Mark. Mm. Words mean things when it comes to bureaucrats in the government. They, In fact, in many cases, words mean different things when it comes to the government. That's the greatest scam of all, of course, is that when you look at a law or you look at what the government says, they use words that you're familiar with, like person or taxpayer and other words like that. But when you actually dig into the law, you discover that these words don't mean what they traditionally mean. They've been redefined for the law. So they could call a taxpayer, you know, something beyond what you, you think it means everybody, but taxpayer may just simply mean someone who chooses to pay taxes. 
So if you choose to pay a tax, then you're obligated to pay the tax because you've chosen to do so. Mm. And, 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 and let's just say she meant everybody. Let's say she meant everyone has an obligation to pay taxes. Well, my next question then becomes, how is the obligation created? Okay, you know what, Mr. IRS spokesperson? I'll be happy to pay your little tax as long as you can show me how the obligation to pay was created and where exactly the contract was that I signed that, uh, you know, created that obligation. Where, where explicitly did I agree to your system? Right. Where in the world, besides when, de- when dealing with government, does one, you know, get a service done for one that one didn't ask for and then is required to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance... Um, it's my understanding when somebody sends you something in the U.S. mail, it's yours even if you didn't ask for it. Damn well, right. The government has done, you know, done whatever it's done, build bridges and, I don't know, uh, feed people food stamps and fight wars all in my name. I didn't ask for that. I don't want it. I don't either. 800-259-9231. John Ubaldi, spokesperson for Move America Forward, which supports the military and the war on terror, said the government would not be able to function if everyone opposed to a program stopped paying taxes. That's it. He's stumbled onto the truth. Yeah, government wouldn't be able to function very well if all you suckers stopped paying taxes. So why don't you man up like this guy, Mr. Gross, who's actually had the courage to stop, and stop paying. If you don't agree with what the government is doing in your name, then stop funding it. Now, of course, they'll turn on the printing presses and fund it themselves, thereby debasing currency in the meantime. That's what they're doing anyway, so they're not going to really stop what they're doing. But at least you'll be able to feel good about yourself. At least you will know that you're not funding the increase in the size of government and the, uh, the tyranny in America. And a war that you don't support, maybe. Or whatever you don't support. The IRS, of course, uh, let's see, he says they're showing the terrorists that America's not committed. That's what, that's what the pro-tax guy says. By not paying your taxes, you're sending a message to the terrorists. The IRS considers it a frivolous argument when a taxpayer cites disagreement with the government's use of tax money as a reason for not paying taxes. Which is the, what they love, by the way. They'll, they call anything anybody says about taxes frivolous. Any argument that you can come up with right. about uh, taxes. Not paying your taxes is frivolous. Yep. Period. Pay your taxes, citizen. A new federal law increases the penalty for frivolous tax returns from 500 to $5,000. The IRS says it investigates promoters of frivolous arguments and refers cases to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. Unlike the days when Thoreau was sent to prison for, in a tax protest against the Mexican-American War, modern war tax protesters rarely go to prison, according to tax resistors. The IRS may take their money from wages and bank accounts with penalties and interest after sending a series of letters, which is why it's very important that if you're going to engage in uh, tax resistance to protect yourself. Um, uh, keepyourassets.net might be able to help you with that, but um, keeping your uh, keeping your money out of your bank account is a good way to uh, ensure they can't seize it. And working for yourself is the best way to ensure that your employer can't have the screws turned on him in order to withhold the money. Right, and they don't necessarily know how much you've made uh, when you work for yourself, too. Exactly. And, of course, the more you can work in the black market or the gray market, the better. Anyway, we're done. It's been the Independence Day edition of the show. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us, as always, online in the meantime, between now and tomorrow night. And we'll be back with you online at freetalklive.com. And happy Independence Day to you. Be free, everybody.
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 